Welcome to Holy Cow, a Cubs podcast. I'm your host, Sean Holland. On this episode, Robert O'Neill, who we had on two or three years ago, we can't remember exactly when, um, comes back on. He's a big Cubs fan, a wrestling fan, a college football fan, pretty much all sports, but we have him on to talk about the Cubs season that's, well, it's going. There's not much uh, fun in this season. It's a full rebuild now. Well, not full, but, well, I guess you could call it full. We talk about a little bit in the interview about what kind of rebuild this is and trying to find some positives in the Cubs season and yeah, other than that, we just have some fun discussion about pro wrestling and college football and pretty much touch everything. Um, uh, as always, you can uh, go on the Apple Podcast app to rate and review my podcast, which I would really appreciate if you guys would rate and review it. I just, I like to know that you're listening and if you do have any criticisms or whatever, you know, feel free to lay them on me. And this has not been the most fun Cubs season, but I will try to have one more podcast uh, this year to wrap it up. And, you know, hopefully we can start building up for some good teams next year and we don't have to have these kind of bummer seasons over podcasts. Anyway, um, without further ado, here is Robert. Okay, Robert, welcome to Holy Cow Cubs podcast. Glad to have you back on. Yeah, it's nice to be back, man. It's been uh, probably a couple of years at this point, right? Mm-hmm. It's been definitely a 2019, while. 2019, yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is not the best circumstances uh, in which to have a podcast because, well, the Cubs suck. They are... <laughs> Fully into their tanking, we've had it. I've had an episode with uh, Jeff Everson, who you know. Yes. Um, that we talked about the tanking a little bit more, but they are very deep into the tanking now, and it hasn't been that fun to watch. But sometimes it's a little fun. But oh, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing like. You know, the difference between like 2012 and right now is because, you know, they were in first place like in the middle of June. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I think we all knew that everyone was going to be traded. But at the same time, it was like, hey, maybe they could put it together for like one last run. And then, you know, you wake up and uh, like, you know, 10 or 12 guys get traded mm-hmm. in three days. And it's just like, I don't it's. You know, there's there's some bright spots still. You know, I think Patrick Wisdom's very good. Uh, you know, Kyle mm-hmm. Hendricks having a really strong year, but you know, it's just it's it's tough at this point really to watch and care about them. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because they're also you know 18 games out of the division or whatever too. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's one of those things you try to look out for bright spots and stuff. Of course, I have to recap some of these games and stuff, so I'm forced to still watch them. But yeah, it's not. 
it's just like, and the other, the real difference also is that you knew there was a plan the other time. Like, you don't know, is there a plan? How long is this going to last? I mean, in 2012, you were told, mm-hmm. this is the part of a process. Within five years, you're going to be in the World Series, and they actually were. But this is a lot more open-ended. At least it feels like it. Yeah, because, I mean, it's like, you know, like I said, they have a couple nice pieces. There's a, you know, loaded free agent class, but, you know, it's hard to trust the Ricketts to, like, approve spending for, you know, a top-level free agent. And, like, you know, maybe they'll bring Baez back. That'll be cool, I guess. But, like, you know, a Carlos Correa type or, like, you know, someone along those lines, Chris Bryant coming back, it's just probably not going to happen. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not one free agent away either like they have been in the past. So it's going to be, you know, a few years. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah, you'd want to think that, like, in the way back in, like, 2007, they did, previous owners actually did throw everything into a quick rebuild. They signed Soriano and all those moves, but you just, yeah, you don't feel this ownership is going to do that. Maybe they'll prove us wrong, but that just doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't. It's really unfortunate. You know, you, uh, you get the World Series, you know, you go to the NLCS three times in three years, and it's just like, you know, you're grateful for it, but at the same time, it's like, oh, that was it, huh? Yeah. Well, it's also, you know, we were promised, like, once we got this going and we redid the stadium and set up this TV channel that it was going to be unlimited money. We were never going to have to worry about money again. It's like, so yeah, it's almost like you feel kind of like we're kind of duped. I mean. Well, yeah. And like, that's really the big thing. Like they should be the Dodgers, right? Like they should be the Dodgers. They should be the Yankees, but you know, instead they're doing this whole thing where, you know, they're just tearing it all down again. And it's just, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. Cause you know, obviously you like the players a lot, but it's unfortunate too. Cause like, you know, a lot of people I think are kind of similar to me where, you know, kind of having a plan, the last rebuild made it easier to get through, but this one, you know, you're kind of directionless. It's like, do you really want to sit through this again? You know, do you want to sit through next year when they're going to win 70 games or whatever? Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it makes it harder to do it. And, I guess I should ask you since you're a known Mets fan, <laughs> sarcastically, this whole deal with a uh, Baez and the thumbs down and the, what do you make of this? You know what the thing is? Like, it, it's easy to be like, oh, you know, Mets fans are just, you know, being entitled or whatever. And, you know, I think to an extent they are. But at the same time, like, we're used to Baez because we had six years to get used to him. You know, they've had him for six weeks. Um, And, you know, he is going to strike out a lot. You know, he's Mm -hmm. not going to be the most consistent player in the world. But, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. And, I mean, I don't particularly like booing your own players, really, Mm -hmm. in any circumstance. So it's like, I don't know. Because, you know, it gets into the whole thing like, oh, we pay your salary. And, you Mm -hmm. know, fans technically don't do that. So it really becomes a whole thing. Like, so I, I don't think there was anything wrong with him being like, you know, that's kind of our shot at the fans. I think the Mets have like, you know, 10 more things to worry about since that even came out at this point. So, but you know, also whenever you get into this whole fan debate, like how should you be a fan? Mm -hmm. It never ends well. No, no, exactly. 
Yes. Yeah, because you get into the whole, well, all fans are the same, which all teams have similar fans, which is on some level true and some level not. It's just like, it's just say, do whatever you want as a fan. I mean, within reason, of course. Don't attack people or anything, but but yeah, it's just a mess to get. The more you get involved, although I guess you could argue that's true about anything on Twitter, but. Well, yeah. All right, so. You were already talking about um, Patrick Wisdom, Frank Schwindel, another fun guy. Mm-hmm. Um, does it feel better to have at least some fun players in this and, you know, not being set, you know, to pick a random name, Eric Sogard, to not have to be subjected to people like that. You can actually get to see fun players. That does make it a little bit easier. Well, yeah, it does for sure. Like, you know, these guys are guys who you know, maybe they're not going to be the star of the next, you know, generation of teams when the Cubs get good again, but they're guys that could be around and uh, play a role, you know, uh, like 35 year old Eric Sogard wasn't really going to do anything in the future. Yeah. So it's like, you know, what's he doing here? Same with Arietta. So it's like, I'm, I'm glad mm-hmm. they finally, you know, cut bait with those guys. Yes. That, that, that is a nice thing. So I was going to, another thing that's been kind of bugging me watching these broadcasts and stuff, I mean, I will admit, because uh, uh, another one of my frequent guests on here, Ryan Tomure, did tweet out that um, he enjoyed Dempster a little bit on the broadcast, which actually, he has not been that bad. Mm-hmm. But um, to transfer to a bigger thing that I am worried about, are they going to get rid of JD? They can't do that, can they? Yeah, I don't know. It's been kind of weird. Like, I don't think he's ever really found the chemistry. It's only the first year, you know. He hasn't had the chemistry that he's had with Len, I don't think. And it's like, uh, it's kind of alarming, you know. Like, I like JD quite a bit, and uh, I would be really sad to see him go just because I don't know. Like, what are they going to do? Like, promote Dempster to full time color? Then, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and Dempster. That's what I will say when he's not like trying to force comedy bits. He's not that bad of an analyst. It's just yeah. when he tries to force those comedy bits, it's like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, even he's like of the guest analysts that they bring in, like, you know, I don't they haven't really used Mark Grace ever since his whole thing mm-hmm. last year. And uh yes. you know, I don't think Ryan Sandberg's all that good at it. So mm-hmm. like of the people they bring in as like that rotating third guy, Dempster is definitely like the best of them. Yes. Yeah, I don't I, you know. Sutcliffe and maybe like very small doses, but having him the full nine innings. Mm, yeah. That's not good. Is there any other Cub things that are really something you noticed lately that you want to get off your chest about the team? No, I mean, you know, kind of like I said, it's just a bummer. You know, they had that stretch where they were in first and then, you know, they lost 10 in a row. Milwaukee just stopped losing and, that's really the difference. Like it, it, it sucks that like a two week stretch in either direction was kind of the difference maker here. And, you know, maybe, maybe the plan was all along, you know, they were going to trade Bryant and Rizzo and kind of get the most out of them. Um, I don't know. It's, it's unfortunate. Like on one hand, I get it. Like they haven't really delivered the past few years. It's probably best to make a change, but you know, I think anytime you have, you know, the franchise icons from the World Series team that's kind of still fresh in everyone's mind and you trade them, it's yeah. it's going to be – you're going to get that reaction. Yeah, it's going to be hard to get. 
fans that interested in what happens next. But mm-hmm. but I guess you know we'll see in the off season what what happens. But since I um, don't have much Cub stuff to talk about, I'll ask you a couple questions about your other interests that if people follow you on Twitter will undoubtedly see you talk about a lot. But yeah. that's college football and wrestling. <laughs> so we'll start out with wrestling. Um, a big, big time for you. You went to the SummerSlam. I mean, I think it's just SummerSlam. Yes. Although my brother, who is a classic wrestling fanatic, he won't watch the new stuff. I don't, I don't know. It's something. But um, he was loading these old clips of wrestlers talking about the SummerSlam <laughs> for the first one, which was just funny to hear. But yeah, I know that's um that's a thing that Bret Hart always used to he used to call it the SummerSlam. So yeah, but anyway, um, you were there, and one of your favorite all-time wrestlers, Brock Lesnar, made his triumphant return, and <laughs> I guess I'll ask you about that. Yeah, it was great, man. Like, uh, you know, the whole the whole week really was a lot of fun. You know, I'd never been to Vegas before. Um, it was hot, but you know, it was it was a good time. Like, you know, I, I had a really nice time out there. Um and then, you know, yeah, Brock Lesnar coming back, uh kind of when I kind of like would jokingly predict it was gonna happen every week, and then for it to happen when I was there was just really a special moment. Like one of my all-time favorite in-person moments of like any sport, not just wrestling, just you know, because of the connection I have to it. And uh yeah, it was cool. It was special. Um, you know, it was cool to see John Cena. Um, he was one of my favorites for a long time. Um, yeah, it was it was just kind of fun to go and be able to do things again. Um, you know, we had to wear the masks and whatever, and it just kind of felt normal. And that's, I think, something that we've all been looking for in the past, uh, you know, however long. Since, really, I mean, for at least all this year, you know, last mm-hmm. year was kind of a wash. But I think this year we've just all kind of been looking for opportunities to uh, just kind of do things that we were able to do before last year. And uh, it was nice, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, because I've gone to a few um, minor league games here, and yeah, it's nice to just go to sporting events and stuff and just be around people and stuff again, within reason. Yeah. So um, then obviously the other uh, thing, starting this week, uh, college football, I believe, yes. Minnesota, Ohio State. Is that yeah, they played they play tonight. Uh, Tennessee plays Bowling Green tonight. Yeah, it's you know a couple, couple games tonight. You know, most of it is going to be Saturday. Um, it's exciting. You know, that's that's something that you know I had a hard time getting into most of the sports without fans last year. But college football and college basketball, I think, suffered the most because uh, those are two that you just really rely on that environment so much. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited that uh, you know they're kind of back to normal. They're playing full seasons this year. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not just doing the conference only stuff they did last year. Um, so yeah, it is pretty cool. It's fun to kind of be back to normal, uh, at least in that regard. And uh, you know, uh, they always kind of load up Labor Day weekend. I appreciate that because you know I don't usually go out of town or whatever. So it's nice just kind of have football to watch for twelve hours or whatever. So I was going to ask: Is there any way that we can avoid um, Alabama Clemson, or are we just stuck with it again? I mean, I think Alabama is going to be there. Um, this could be a year that like Oklahoma knocks off Clemson. Um, you know, it's, it's, 
it just kind of is what it is in terms of Alabama. They're just so far and away better than everyone else. And I think Clemson's up there still, but you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence leaving their bit of a transition year. Like last year was kind of Alabama's transition year. Cause you know, they went from Tua mm-hmm. to Mac Jones and everyone's like, well, you know, Bryce Young's the guy and he's starting this year, but you know, Mac Jones will kind of be what he is. And then he just, he won him a title too. So they're just, they've built such a, you know, powerhouse down there. It's just, it's so hard to, uh, imagine anyone beating them yep yep it's hard um so i will finally on this close out on this because i did not go to this college but they're my favorite college team i i don't know why just it's a long story but i'm a boston college fan Mm. for football and i'm worried because they might be good this year and i don't know how to handle that so i did you allay my fears are they gonna be good or yeah, I mean, they kind of feel like a team that, uh, you know, they've kind of been on the cusp of breaking through the past couple of years. And I could see it this year. I know they, I think they play Mizzou in a couple of weeks. So that should be a really good test for them. You know, Mizzou's probably going to be a middle of the road SEC team. So, I mean, if you can pick up a win against them, um, I think you can fare pretty well in the ACC. You know, um, it's not like, there's a bunch of teams in the ACC that are looking like world beaters. You know, they have to play Clemson, obviously, but, yes. you know, you just kind of look up and down here. It's not crazy to think, like, they can make a bowl game. They can, you know, maybe pick up seven or eight or nine wins, and I think that would be a success for sure. Yeah, no, it definitely would. So, yeah, no, I feel pretty – they've got a um, quarterback, the Jerkovich from Notre Dame, who was mm-hmm. the best quarterback they've had since, since Matt Ryan, although that's not much of a – been pretty poor competition but yeah yeah so I feel pretty good I like the coach so yeah and I mean you know just kind of looking back here real quick you know it feels like they're a team that does win you know six or seven games every year Mm -hmm. so yeah I think if they do get to eight or nine this year you'll definitely take that yes so um I guess I'll let you uh plug your various internet activities yeah, you know, just uh, follow me on Twitter uh, at Robert O'Neill 31 and then you can kind of see everything I do from there. Um, generally, I am on Twitter, uh, you know, doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Not really right. one. Numerous. Not really one that logs off, you know. No, no. <laughs> no, you um also numerous podcasts that, you know, if you follow your feed on Twitter, you'll see links to and stuff. But... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I just, you know, I promote all my stuff there and uh, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy Twitter quite a bit for the most part. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I will try to get you back on at some point when there's some good Cubs news to talk about whenever that is, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I said, maybe if they uh, do sign a couple of those big free agents, I can uh, come back and say that I was wrong and I'm all in on them again. That would be nice. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, man. Have a good one. I am on Twitter at STH85. You can email the podcast at holycowpod at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, we should have another one more pod before the season officially ends, but it hasn't been a very good year for the Cubs and I guess they were due for that but you know maybe there can be a quick turnaround also 
just a reminder, goes, if you can give me a five-star rating and, you know, some good uh, reviews on the Apple Podcast app, that would be great. And even when they're not very good, you close the podcast, go Cubs.